This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one-to-many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. Today is a continuation of the hot seat. So Keith is someone we've been following, and we're going to follow Keith's journey. Now, the reason why we've got Keith on, as I said, we're following a couple of people in the group who've gone from pretty much one's an established person, talking to Keith, someone else is a startup, and we're following their journey. So we've got a, um, a track record of, his, of this, this person's business growth, and we're going to share it with you as we go. So Keith, we're sharing today around the fully remote business. Now, why are we doing it now? Well, Keith sent me um, a message in, I think it's December, Keith, saying he's had one of his best months um, from the beach. So he's working from his beach on iPad. Awesome stuff. Absolutely buzzing about that. The second reason is because Keith is also being very um, very serious about this. So um, I went to a mastermind in LA end of last year, and one of the members in the group, in this group, went from Remember what he's doing? It's like sixteen thousand dollars a month to a quarter of a million a month is what he moved to, but very quickly in, in less than six months. And we we did so, well. We didn't do it. The, the, the chap holding the mastermind. Essentially, we had a, an interview process with the guy. We said, "So, w- what did you actually do here? What changed?" And it was really interesting. What changed was he took it. To sum it up in his words, I took it effing seriously. I started to take it seriously. And what did that mean? Was well, he focused on just a few simple things, but ensuring they worked absolutely like clockwork. So he got one funnel moving on Facebook. It's nothing to do with recruitment, a completely different um, industry altogether. But he got one funnel working on Facebook, and he said, I took it effing seriously. I started treating my business seriously. And that's the change that he saw. It's a pretty, pretty big change, and it's, it's growing again. And with Keith, there's... Uh, there's Relevance to Keith, because Keith, in Keith's, Keith's own words, he, um, quote, came to a call on a Tuesday, at times got inspired, and, but at times dabbled Keith. But then Keith made a post this sort of thing. So I'm taking on my sixth account manager, seventh being interviewed on Friday. It was Keith's going to share this in a second. And this potential business was coming in. So there's numerous stories which Keith has got here. We're not going to go through all that now because we want to understand the, the mistakes Keith has made also. But what I want you to do is, this is really, really important, is... We're all on a different part of the journey, and Keith's now gone fully remote, and he's got other challenges in front of him. But I really want you to get this um, change that Keith's gone through. I can, I can outside looking in, and Keith's own words, from, quote, dabbling to, I've effing taken it seriously. And what, today we're going to focus purely on the remote piece. So when I got the message from Keith saying, I'm in, I can't remember if it was Thailand or Vietnam, Keith, he was sharing a second. I was like, I love this, absolutely love this. And then... We've had people say, can we you know, speak to Keith or no more from Keith? Like it normally happens with the hot seat. So here we are today with Keith. Now, there's another reason why I want Keith on the call today. It's because he's been working out. So this is Keith when he found out he got his sixth account manager. So you can see Keith is in the gym most days. Got a hell of a tan. And he looks a little bit different from his picture in, in Facebook. But that's because he's a modest guy. So I want Keith to also share his, um, his fitness tips with us. So, so what I'm going to do now is get, get Keith on the call. And as we go through, guys... I want you to do the following. Capital Q, what questions have you got for Keith as we go through? But also, 
Capital I, what's been a big insight for you? A big insight. So maybe it's something that Keith shared in terms of a mistake that was made that's now been fixed, or maybe it's something about the future for Keith. But as we go through, Capital Q, I want you to be really, really clear on what's the exact question you got, but also, as I say, what's the insight for you? Because we don't just want these hot seats to be someone's doing something really cool. We want it to be application in your business. And if it's not in a place now, in three months, you can then refer to your notes, right, these are the eight insights I got from Keith, and we can start to apply it. So let's make sure we use it. So without further ado, I'm going to get Tom Daly's body double on now. And let's get Keith on. So Keith, are you there? Hi, Andy. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. If only that was me. Oh, you're too, you're too modest. You're too modest. <laughs> We, we we did um we did look yeah. at maybe uh say Photoshop and a few bits and pieces, but I thought no, you, you might take yeah. a. <laughs> Anyhow, so Keith, uh, um, this is what we're going to do. It's a little bit different from from before, yeah. from what we normally do on hot seat. It's really want to track not just focusing on one strategy, but the whole um, journey from when did you think about going remote, which may have been eons before we even you know spoke to each other. Um, but yep. really that journey, right from the start, right to where we are now and what's going to happen moving forward. So as opposed to, say, going through granular, low-level details, I'm going to sort of direct through a set of questions. And, and guys, in, in, in the chat box, I want you to also be part of this and make this an um, interactive um, hot seat. So you actually ask the questions for Keith also. So probably what we do, Keith, is I'm going to take yep. notes as always we go through, guys. But Brandon... Rest of you guys, make sure you take your own notes. You're going to have a different insight from everyone else. So, so let's do this then, Keith. So we don't, everyone knows who you are now. For, and guys, if you're not listening to other hot seats with Keith, I highly suggest you go and do that so you can find out about Keith. But let's go back to, um, back to the beginning as such. Um, yeah. you know, when did you sort of come up with the idea or the concept of your recruitment business actually going remote? When did that start? Yeah, I think I mentioned this on one of the, the earlier hot seats, and it's worth mentioning again, because I guess that um, when many people came around to uh, speaking to yourself and becoming part in the circle, I'm assuming that they've had similar thoughts. Um, but for me, at the time, it was I, was I was all ready to leave recruitment. I was fed up with it. I was just sick, and, sick to death of it. Um, and, and that started about, God, uh, summer 2015, I suppose, um, and at that time, I was going, well, this, this isn't right. I'm not happy. Things, things are just not what I want it to be. Um, and I was looking around for what we could do. And as, as I said before, you know, you and I had this first conversation. And when I first started talking to you and what you were you're offering, you know, the, the main three pillars, become the expert, inbound, uh, one to many. Um, respectfully, Andy, at the time, as, a, as, a, <laughs> as an elderly guy in recruitment, it was like, this isn't, you know, it's too good to be true. But if it was going to be true then I want to be part of it. And, and that's when I started to think about, okay, let, let's see what this is. And, and as you highlighted in your, um, your introduction there, I really um, came to the inner circle for the first three to six months really as a listener. Um, you know, I was taken on board what people were saying, like you said, inspired by some of the things, um, then getting trapped back into the old model and the old ways of doing recruitment because you need bread and butter and money on the table. Um, so it was really for me, um, that's when it started. So I'd say in earnest, when we first started doing a circle with you, was about September 2015. Okay, got it. And before, before you actually 
well, you made the, the movement to go remote at that point. Did you think about this going, you know, we had the bricks and mortar business in, in London, or was this something that just came out yeah. the last two years? Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, it was as we were, um, as some of you may remember, and we've had this conversation on the and I think it is, again, it's, it's been mentioned before. Um, at the time, I had about 10 people in an office in Covent Garden, really trendy offices. You know, you, you couldn't wish for, for a better location, a better environment, better people. It was just, you know, built for success. But from my perspective, it, again, it wasn't really... I mean, having done that before many times and, you know, recruited up many thousands of people when we, when we used to work in S3, um, it just wasn't really fulfilling me with what I wanted to do. So, so at that time, it was more of a case of change the attitude totally. Um, and when I started to look, talk to other people about potentially coming to join us in that team in Covent Garden, there's a couple of seasoned recruiters that I was familiar with from, from um, the older days of recruitment. And when I just got talking to them, they were the, the message came through that they wanted to work from home. Um, so they're all happy working with Humanomics and happy working with me. But they were like, you know, I'm a bit fed up. I'm, you know, slightly older, older um, tooth people. They've been in recruitment for maybe 20 years, and they didn't want to work in an office. Um, and as that started to trickle through, it suddenly dawned on me over a period of time that neither did I. And so, as I say, when we first started talking, and the things that you suggested. That to me was, um, you know, that light bulb moment of, you know, we can do this. We can have ten people, but we don't have to have them in an office or stuck in an office, should I say? Um, and we can actually do it remotely. And and that's when that that light bulb moment that happened. And um, I've been pursuing that ever since. And we, we seem to be in that that vein now. Okay, so we we had the um, a, a transition as such, a eh, from old world into. So there are new ways possible then a little bit of hesitancy and you know will this work then yeah. you say dabble three to six months then start moving forward um so if we say you know you said september 2015 as such that's when you yeah. sort of start to take it seriously in you know in earnest so if we look from from that point forward at that point did you have a an outcome in mind so i you know i want to yeah. have um six account you know how you're structured now or we'll come to did you have an actual yeah, visual no it, i mean uh, you know if, irrespective of becoming a remote business it was still going to be a recruitment business and the way that i'd um learned myself been successful many times before in recruitment was all there was a kind of a model that you've got to stick to and without being too um uh patronizing about this you need to do deals and you need to do deals either by yourself or you need to do it from a team that's part of what you're trying to achieve. So from my perspective, it was always going to be the goal of, okay, well, I, I don't want to do it on my own because that's going to be difficult and, and uh, laborious and, again, not what I want to do. Um, I also not the kind of person who just wants to work on my own. I, I, my idle hands would probably wander a little bit too far, so I don't want to do that. Um, but moreover, I thought, well, why can't we do exactly the model that you have in the office but without a physical office of a virtual team. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was all about, okay, well, let's get to 10 account managers. Let's get them working from home. Um, and let's, let's get them to a certain standard. And that standard for me was simply just to get them to do a deal a month. I didn't need, I didn't need any more than that. Um, you know, there'll be some people out there screaming, going, why on earth would you settle for a deal a month? Um, let's put some, some facts and figures on that. The deal a month, the way the model we have, is, is, um, is 50-50. So the, the, the account manager working from home will get 50% of the deal, and so will I. Um, on our average fee at the moment, which is about £8,000 sterling, um, you know, for every deal you're getting four grand. So the account manager working part-time from home, when they want, could potentially earn four grand a month. 
and um, respectfully, I'd be getting four grand per per account manager to me. Got it. So that was the goal, mate. Uh, in essence, ten account managers. Um, you know, the, the romantic idea was at the end of 2016. Um, the harsh reality of that, and what I'm sure we'll talk about that in more detail, is um, we're now at uh, what have we got now? I've got six account managers now. Um, a new guy, funnily enough, we've interviewed last week. It's going to start next week. Okay, cool. So you had this vision of getting to a ten account managers and. Say, so essentially, you're, you're passing the lead to them, you're passing the candidates to them, and your, your role is really acting as a well, business owner, isn't it, as opposed to actually yeah. doing the, the, the recruitment piece as such. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think if we, uh, when we first started speaking, Andy, you know, you talked about what, where were you as a person, what were you earning, what do you want to earn. Uh, for me, you know, when, when I actually, uh, some of you may not know this, I took semi retirement back in uh, when I was 39, which is uh, 10 years ago now. Um, but I made some foolish decisions with my money and investments in the city and messed up, basically, excuse me. I messed up. Um, anyway, at the time, I was earning about half a million quid a year. So the journey from September 2015 was within the next three years, get back to earning half a million pounds a year. Got it. Okay. So you're at a point now where you've, you've gone from, well, starting up this in this, in this manner to, so you got, well, you're on the way to getting 10 account managers. Um, yeah. As it stands now, then, what's your role in the business now? What 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 do you do now, Keith, with this yeah, okay. business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, <laughs> as some of you may know, um, I don't work Mondays anymore. Um, and if I do, it's simply because I want to, or, or I'll do a few calls, or I'll do a few few emails. So I, I don't actually uh, work Mondays anymore. I, I've, I've phased out Fridays, and occasionally I just do some wrap up stuff on Fridays. So. My my week really is is two and a half days plus this Tuesday afternoons, um, which I see as training to me really. Um, but what I do in essence, um, I update my account managers each week with the live jobs that are, that are what we've got going on at the moment. Um, I I still work double R uh, campaigns on the client side to get new business development, and I I, I take sole control over that still. Um, which, again, I'll probably answer some people's questions about how do you take control of your account managers if they're from home. Well, I, I take care of the clients pretty much at this stage, although there are some examples where, where the, the account managers are doing that on their own as well now. Um, and I've, I manage the VA uh, at the moment, so doing all the candidate work and other double R uh, candidate campaigns. Um, and the rest of the time, it's, it's dreaming. It's dreaming about what, what can we do, what can we be, where can we be in a year, two years, five years. Awesome. So at the moment, then, so you've got a role as actually managing or updating the account managers. You're still yeah. in charge of the, the client double um, R double R campaigns, and you manage yes. your your VA who does the marketing, quote other bits and pieces. Is that really it? Uh, pretty much it, Andy. Yeah. Um, okay. There have been a couple of senior roles that I've put my um, I've dabbled on myself. Well, don't want to use the word dabble, but I've been working on myself because they were so senior that I wanted to keep um, a close eye on them. However. Um, I've now come off that. So, uh, yeah, as I've just described, that's pretty much what I do each week. Okay. So what, let's do this then. So we've already been through in a previous um, you know, interview hot seat with yourself how you bring the leads in for the clients and how you bring the leads in yeah. for the candidates. That's in a previous hot seat, guys, for those who've asked a question in the chat box. Yeah. Just go and check one of the sessions inside um, the members area. Um, so how Keith brings the leads in, how he brings candidates in, we've, we've covered that before. What would be interesting, though, to see now how you're – how your role works. So, you know, great yes. question that uh, you know, one of my mentors asked me years and years ago, and I bring up all the time, you know, if your business 10x tomorrow, what would break first? 
And, you know, I've got James on the corner. James in the position where he's looking, looking to scale. So if you think about um, your next steps, what's, what's the biggest um, – yeah. I'm bring in two, two, two parts. Uh, first of all, what's the biggest uh, role that you have in the business? So updating account managers, what does that mean? Run double R, double R. If you actually mean the physical running of it, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing that. And if you <laughs> manage, manage VAs, what does that mean? So first of all, let's do this. How does your communication rhythm look each week? So if you break down your, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday yeah. you're off, you're saying Friday you're normally off, so I'm guessing it's Tuesday or Thursdays you engage with your account managers. What's your communication stroke management with the account managers at the moment? Yeah, uh, with my account managers, I'm always um, – this was on one of the sessions, actually, that I think you had a few months ago, Andy, and it struck a call when someone was describing what, what they were doing. Um, I have team checks every week. Yeah. Um, and it simply is a, a basic call. Um, I, I want to hear the voice. I want to actually check that they're actually wanting to work, are interested in moving on. What, yep. One thing I think I, I've, I've learned in this is that um, if, you, if you leave it to chance and it's just on the email, it's kind of a, a laissez-faire kind of loose approach to it. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we'll come to this again in, in more detail. And funny enough, you mentioned this again in your introduction about taking things seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, I just thought this was going to work because it's, it's just such a good idea. But what you've got to do, you've got to remember that you're actually still working this. Um, this still is a recruitment business. It's still a business that you've got to actually be there. And, and when you are there, you've got to work it. So, so from my perspective, as you said then, how do I actually do that? I have a phone call with the account managers each week to make sure they want to do that work that week. Uh, it's up to them. As I say, we have a very loose uh, approach and they don't have to work. Um, but that's how I do it with them. With the uh, of the virtual assistant, the VA, um, well, there's two now, but they, uh, they're on email, and they're just weekly emails to check that they're on, on point. I get a weekly report as well, by the way, off the VAs to make sure that, um, <laughs> for no other reason, and I just want to make sure that they're aware that I'm at least interested in what they're doing. Yeah, of course. Okay, so... I haven't got complaints from them, by the way, so I've, I'm, I've been really pleased and very lucky so far. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, with your permission, let's do this. Let's break it in two. So one's yeah. to dig a little bit deeper on the account managers, uh, and then what we'll do is just dig a bit, bit deeper on the VAs. Because essentially what's happening is at the moment, you're, well, you're working two and a half days a week, and yeah. the account managers and the VAs are running your business effectively. Aren't they? They're the lifeblood of the business at the moment. So if we break it into two, that, that's, that'd be really cool. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And I think you know, if it, you know, taking this as a, as a subject matter of running a remote business, um, I'm sure we'll come on to this at some point, but not wishing to jump ahead, but that two and a half days, I, I really do want to get that down to one uh, by the end of this year. I'm sure you will, Keith. You've got plenty of um, speedos in <laughs> the one and a half. And you've got, well, you got sacred. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you say it comes down to what well, you, you're doing now, the systemization and management. So let's, let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the account managers at the moment, you've, you have this weekly team call. Is it, is it a group call? Is it a one-to-one call? Yeah. Is, there a, is there a format for the call? <laughs> Yeah, I, I make it personal. Uh, it's all about getting to know them. Um, you know, I like to think I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a hippie at heart, as I said before. Um, I, I like people to be nice to each other. I, I prefer it that way. And though, you know, the, I don't want these um, account managers just to be robots at the end of the phone. Yeah. You know, respectfully, they do work for humanomics. And, you know, we have a certain brand culture where I want people to be honest and transparent and open. So I have a personal relationship with them, and I want to, want to continue that. So those calls are very, very personal, and they're, they're friendly calls. They're not, they're not work calls, really. But it's just to make sure we're also on the same page. And you, and you said that you want to make sure that they want to do the work. So you, you pass them the leads, yes. and you pass them the candidates. Um, how does that – so 
again, guys, so the actual physical way of getting the leads we've covered before, but in terms of yeah. them actually physically uh, attaining the data and then you having a conversation, they say, yeah, I want this role or I don't want, want this role. How's that yeah. managed? How's that managed? Yeah, yeah but the, the, let's give you some, um, some background context, if I might, just yeah. on, on, the, um, on the, the premise of how these people join. The, the whole point of being an account manager, from my perspective, but for this model that we're working on, is that they can work whenever they want, anytime they want, or not at all. It's up to them. It's all about giving them complete freedom to actually do this job. And this is why they want to work from home. They want to work from home so they have that freedom. Um, so from my perspective, it's making sure that they are interested in still doing that work that week. And if they're not, what I don't want to do is, is, is in my head at least, be thinking that these people are working on the roles that we need filling that week. Got because you know, we've still got to do delivery to the clients. Otherwise, you know, we're going to either lose them or, or not earn any money. So, so, it's, so it's less of a conversation around, um, do you want this specific role because it's with a certain client? Exactly. It's, it's more around, exactly. um, you still want to be with Humonics. Are you working this week? Simple as that. Got it. Um, people will be like, you know, I'm not this week. I've got kids. It's half term. It's this. It's that. Whatever it is. Whatever reason it is. So all I want to do is sift out at the beginning well it's not the way of the week it's tuesday mornings to actually just check that they want to work this week and if they do they get all the live roles that are live that week and um that's that's how we, how we do it and how do you manage the actual um the process so here's the role here's the candidates they then take over how do you actually manage that communication was it a case of them saying it's done or are you involved in that process at all is there any form of management or is it, is it a, a, no no i don't no not really it's certainly not a micromanagement perspective there's no there's no kpi management or metrics management on this um the, the reality is if they've got any cvs and they want to earn money that week um they need to get cvs to me as i say i, I still maintain control of the clients although in not all cases in fact two of the account managers now I deal with the clients as well. They do full 360 for me, which is great. Um, in fact, if I can get everyone to do in 360, that would be the, the holy grail from my model anyway. Um, so, so it's just making sure they want to do it that week. And if they do, they get the, they get the roles. They get the CVs. They get the, they get the jobs. And um, it's their job to make sure that, you know, do the, do the recruitment, basically. And, and that process, so say you speak to your account manager one on, on, on a Tuesday. When's, yeah. when's the next checking point or the next um, communication from them on Keith is done yeah, or Keith has got his problem? It's the following week if there's nothing happened. Okay. Um, but the reality is uh, I'm speaking to them, you know, maybe, I wouldn't say a lot, maybe three or four times a week with CVs that they've got interested in for certain clients. Yeah. if they have, then we want to work those candidates and make sure those candidates are going out. So, you know, th th there's a weekly process. And funnily enough, I've written down some notes I want to talk about, you know, in general. For some, for some tips on this model, you know, I'm in a very strict calendar um, and I've got a, a really strict calendar now. So, you know, obviously everyone would have this in their calendar for Tuesday afternoons, I would imagine. Um, well, I have very strict tasks that I've also got and Tuesday mornings is all about making sure that the, the account managers are ready. So, and that's not just a strict calendar on the tasks we've got to do, but I'm really strict on the days off as well. You know, I, I make it aware that I don't work Mondays or Fridays, both to the account managers, my clients, candidates, and so on. Nice. They'll be dealt with accordingly. And I think I found that difficult because, you know, you get an offering on a Monday morning for one of your clients or candidates or, or a Friday afternoon. What are you going to do? Ignore it? I doubt it. So, um, you know, there are times where being strict to that calendar is challenging and, and it's difficult to do that. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's... Model, there are going to be those challenges. Yeah, maybe there's a constraint there that you can fix by obviously someone else taking that over. Absolutely. Much yeah, the same as we, last time we spoke, I was um, horrified to a really grand word, but I was, I was horrified that you're, you were still running double R, double R, when in fact 
that constraint, <laughs> you, could, you could be out of that, that as well. But um, Well, the good news is, um, <laughs> is it good news? Well, you make your own mind up when you tell the story. Um, I've, <laughs> I've got my wife to actually start doing all the data lists for me. And I've now got her to learn a double R campaign so that we can get her to understand it properly. Um, I don't know who was on one of the sessions, Hot Seats, a few weeks ago, but they talked about getting the natural assistant to manage the virtual assistant. Um, well, I think for the short term, my, my actual assistant's going to be my wife. Yeah, that, that, was, that was John. That was an awesome insight, wasn't it, when John, John yeah, shared that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I haven't thought that before. It's a bit embarrassing that I haven't thought that before. But Absolutely. Well done, John. Yeah, awesome. So at the moment then, you've got the, yeah. you've got the account manager. So... Uh, we bring the leads using um, processes we discussed in previous hot seats. Leads come in, candidates come in. They take over. Yeah. You have a weekly call with them, and you update during the week of, if, if need be. Um, yeah. These guys make a decision. Yeah, I'm going to work this week. I'm, I'm not going to work this week. At the moment, you've got um, well, two of them are, are moving into 360. You want to move all of them into 360, so getting yeah. fully out there. Um, yeah. What I'm going to do, first of all, Keith, for me, because I've got a whole list of questions yeah. here I still want to go through. Um, what tips does Keith have for finding and recruiting a good account manager? What makes a good account manager in a remote business? Okay, can we contact now? Yeah, if you could do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll try anyway. Um, well, how I find them, I think I mentioned this a couple of people before. Yeah. Um, it's the best way we found them recently has been word of mouth. Um, I did try and go down LinkedIn, but if you go on LinkedIn now, for example, when you put work from home recruiter, you'll, you'll get you'll get people. There are people that want to do that. Um, but I've done it word of mouth now. Everyone that we've got on board now, I know through one person or another. So that's how I've done it. Um, so that, that's the only thing I've done. I'm not saying that's the exclusive way to do it, but I'm saying that's how I've done it. Um, but if you do, if you look, if you look at some of, the, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, that being too, um, you know, diversity focused here, there's a lot of housewives uh, or, or women working from home. Sorry, not necessarily housewives, but women that seem to want to work. Uh, from home and it could be because they've either lost love of being in an office environment which we know in recruitment can be a little bit lazy um, or they've got children or whatever it is that it is you've got these excellent 15 years 20 years 25 years experience um, and there's this pool of absolutely brilliant recruitment talent that want to work from home um, and the thing is I, as well which, which um, just to um, interject there for me which is really yeah. keep what you're doing. Also, it's not just as a pool of talent. Also, you're bringing them the leads, and also you're bringing, bringing them the candidates. It's not sitting there oh. um, cold calling. So what that means is you can get the best of the best out there in that pool. I think so. So, so, you, I think so. so you've got the positioning as a, um, the recruiter, not just do you want to recruit from home, but also we're going to bring that, that shitty job you hate. We're going to move, yeah. remove that. Here's the leads. Here's the candidates. Um, Absolutely. So it gives you the, even that top 5%, 10%, doesn't it? Well, when they first started, I mean, you know, the, the, the one that's been the longest, uh, when she first got, she's about 20 years recruitment, when she first did, uh, uh, you know, the, the reality of doing the deal and getting that first paycheck, which was, I think, was five and a half grand, um, you know, the penny dropped for her. It was like, shit, I can actually do a lot here. This this could work really well. Um, you know, in her best month, she's, she's earned 12 grand. I mean, that's 12 grand working from a couch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. That, that's good earnings. Um, and the only thing that limits her now is whether she wants to do that or not each week. And that, that that's the option that it gives them. Awesome, awesome. Um, right then, I'm going to try and chunk this up. Okay, so yeah, of course. Uh, let me see. Loads of questions. This is great. Uh, Nick, the well, commission. That was how you find them. That was the one question. What was the other question, Andy? You said, yeah. How do, um, how do you find them? And also, what makes a good 
account what oh, makes right. a good account uh, account manager yeah oh god that's an holy grail question isn't it i don't know what makes a good account manager but what i do suggest, suggest is that they also take it seriously you know it's um in fact one of the people we did have um we got six now we did have seven account managers um with one guy we just let go we just respectfully just took, took the idea of oh they don't have to work i don't have to work which is perfectly fine but if you're not working you're not getting paid you know this is commission only this is not salaried so if you're not working, you're not going to win any pennies. So in terms of what makes a good one, I think to be selfish about it, a good one for me would somebody who genuinely wants to do a deal a month. Um, you know, I've got enough experience to train anyone to be able to do a deal. So if they want to do it, that's the thing that will make them a good account manager, the desire to want to make a deal. Yeah, and it's commission only, as, as you said. Um, yeah. Right, there's a couple of questions. I'm going to try and chunk this up if I can. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Best way to frame this. Uh, as your business is scaled and you move from being traditional and you're now moving to remote, but the business starts to scale, how have you yeah. dealt with that, that change of model? So you've moved from in a, in a, you know, on-site and yeah. now you're working remote and it's starting to scale. How have you dealt with that? Well, a couple of people said okay. stress, uh, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, how have you dealt yeah. with that scale? I've got to be honest. It's, I find it difficult. Um, I, I'd love to say it was plain sailing all the way and you know you know it's all uh, sunshine and, and trees it just isn't um the, 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 there is a real i think struggle of trying to shake off the old model and i think the person that learns that sooner than later would actually be able to scale to whatever size they want so that that, that was, that's i think a, a massive message that I, I could only advise on um so that's one thing I, I've, I've found on the scale in terms of um um, scaling in general, we're going back to double R campaigns now. For example, um, as you know, I've turned them off sometimes. It gets too busy. Yeah. So I don't think, in terms of getting the work and scaling in that way, it's been an issue at all. That that's down to you. You can get it if you turn it on, or you, or you don't if you turn it off. Got it. Um, so the actual, well, the key one then has been being a mindset thing as opposed to a physical implementation thing. The fact you're working two and a half days, I think, demonstrates that. Um, yeah. Key thing you said you strict your diary, which I think is awesome. Really um, so yeah, so sorry, Andy. More on scale in terms of that. What specifically would you like to know on that? Because I say the, the, the thing for me about about scale all stemmed from the, the, perhaps the first question of where you wanted to be, and it was all about how do we use the systems that we, we use in the inner circle to actually get us to get to that level, um, and and that seems to be a journey that you know I, I think deserves respect because it's it's not a case of doing it overnight. I mean, I've heard some of the figures that people have banded around over the last couple of months on the sessions. You know, hats off to them. Some of the figures that people have posted in terms of growth of network, um, kind of contracts they've won and so on, fantastic stuff. But I bet respectfully, there's not many people that can say that they've enjoyed that as well. Um, it's, it's hard work, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, you say yeah. it over and over again, you're building a business here. You're not going out for lunch. It's, um, but it's that old phrase, isn't it? That entrepreneur's phrase. I've read it again at the weekend. I must have read it a thousand times. You know, those who work really hard for a, a few years are those who won't work yeah. hard for the rest of their life. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're setting the foundations for a business. And you know, as you're demonstrating, it's, um, so it can start to run without you. Absolutely. Um, and I think you know, something that we've touched on here before, and it's, it's kind of, you know, thankfully, one of your mantras, Andy, and you know, don't stop saying it, but it's, it's going away from working in the business to working on the business. And I think something that we, you and I have talked of before is, is a, getting to a point where you're working out of the business. Yeah. That, that, that's where you want to be. And I think if you can get these, if I, if I can get, um, I, I suppose by the end of 2018, realistically, people that are actually doing the work for me, um, my, my goal 
as, as we talk about scale, as the absolute scale for me, would be making sure that I've, I've employed somebody that's doing my job now by the end of 2018. That, that's where I want to be. Yeah, there's no reason why, why, why you can't do that. Um, Absolutely. No reason why you can't do that. When we, you know, we mentioned before, when we spoke about, you know, you're still running double R, double R, and it's like, Keith, what, what's, what's happening? Uh, but, but again, I like it. If, I you like it. I think it's great. <laughs> you, you're, a, you're a sick man. But uh, <laughs> um, there are many other reasons than you would ever know. <laughs> let me see. Well, <laughs> um, do you provide them with phones, computers, and see around that? Uh, no, these guys are they, they're contracts, Craig, so they, they provide their own computers, etc. It's um, yeah. Um, yeah, are, basically, people are freelance contractors. They have, you know, they're their own limited companies, and they just invoice me for every deal that we do. So you've got yeah. two sides, two, really two sides to your to your business, haven't we? We got we got Keith here, okay. and, and now we've got you got your account managers. And let's say you're moving towards ten, aren't you? So that's where we want to get to to start with. Yeah, and you've got your is, yeah. times by two, and also I'm going to put her next to you, not below you, because then she'll kill you. You've got your you've got your wife, who's at the moment who's <laughs> Is doing <laughs> exactly so uh, yeah she's doing, she's um now part of the business running you know some of the uh processes etc so the account yeah. manager side then we've we've got a process now to find them we've got a process to give them the leads process to give them the candidates what you're doing now clearly is is working with the numbers you've got um yeah. maybe the next thing might be if you, you know if you look at doubling the business you're going to double the amount of account managers or double double the uh um, um, the frequency of what they do. Uh, which, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think you touched on this last time. But, you know, I think once I thought, well, if I get to 20, that would be perfect. But why, why do that? Why not get the 10 to do two? Exactly. So you're only managing 10, etc. And so, yeah. Um, and it, also, the more boy, and if someone's earning, uh, you know, eight grand a month rather than four, that they're going to stay, which is kind of what you want, really. Exactly. E- exactly. So, Rather than double the number of account managers, maybe double the, the frequency and the, and the output yeah. from the account managers. So in terms of the VAs then, we've got, yeah. we've got the two VAs. So just take us through what what these guys do, first of all. Okay. Um, yeah, just give, just give us a, a check-in. They do bang, 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 bang. Um, and then we'll just go into how you communicate with these guys. Hey, Keith, you there? Yeah, I, yeah can you hear me? Yeah, I'm not sure what that was, but we're, we're all good now. Um, no problem. Yeah, so from the, the VA side. Just yes. So if you just give us a list of, um, if it makes sense, break it down, VA1, VA2. Um, first of all, what okay. do they actually do? And then we'll yeah. get, just dig a bit deeper on, on the actual management of these guys remotely also. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It, 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 this, is, this, this is where it gets very simple. And you know, I, I think, um, uh, you know, as you know, I, I had a problem with this at first from a perspective of um, wanting to just have a control over it. And from, from my perspective, it was like, can these people do it as good as I can do it? Well, that, that really just stemmed from me explaining what was needed. So we've done, dealt with that now. Um, so getting take, taking the leap to actually get a VA on board, for me, was one of the first battles. And, and people may face that as a problem now. They might think, why would I do that? I can do it myself and so on. Well, surely the whole point of being in this inner circle is so you don't do it yourself. Um, so that, that's, that's that one. Secondly, um, one VA now uh, does all the LinkedIn campaign stuff. And one VA now does all my double R campaign stuff, um, nice. and the two of them are kind of exclusive. Um, we're growing our LinkedIn now by about about, about well about a thousand connection requests go out, and they're specific uh, connection requests. So we have the, the LinkedIn campaign person doing three different kinds of people for us: yep. one to get clients, one to get candidates, uh, and there's like a specific stuff which is which is uh, jobs driven um, okay. yep. campaigns. 
and then uh, that, that another person deals with the actual recruitment uh, so they're at the double r campaigns off the back of that so what does the um so what's one of the linkedin people the team, by the way they're in the same team so just they're not different locations that they're in the same company okay cool um so one of the one of the guys actually manages linkedin so i know that i think last month it was um who was it brand and someone else they were oh, brand and brand and bill wasn't it I've got 73 today and someone else got 74 and they're out, out doing each other again. So I think Bill was getting 85% acceptance rate or something crazy. I think that was combined with the fact he was in Vegas, but he's getting crazy figures and Brown was doing these figures and, and LinkedIn is being built by, by their VAs. You're doing the same thing then. So to LinkedIn's being run by one of your VAs. Yes. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And you've got another, another VAs managing double R double R. What do they actually do for that? Thing? Well, basically the, the, the owner of this uh, the, uh, VA company, they're doing the LinkedIn stuff according to him. Yep. And one of his colleagues does the double R campaigns when he's got that information. Simple as that. It really is that simple. Cool. So we're so basically we're doing what we do in um, identifying the the prospect most important double R double R LinkedIn numbers. Identify who it is. Get the data yeah. set built. We're using LinkedIn, and then it goes into double R double R. Is it? It does exactly that. Um, funnily enough, we we now I think from where we started, Andy, just to put some again. I, I'm very aware that some people have phenomenal LinkedIn network growth, and and you know again hats off to those people. Um, but since I started taking this seriously, and I think respectfully you and I agree, it probably was maybe uh, spring last year when I first started to take this, the, the inner circle, you know, working it properly. Um, I had about 4,000, 4,500 first contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, as I look at my screen, I've got 10,127. Nice. Um, so about 6,000 growth, which I have not done. That's nothing to do with me. Nice. Um, and that that is invaluable. Now, how, how much client work we've got off that I, I can't tell you to date um but I, what i can tell you is all the work that we have done since last summer has only been through this process so humanomics now runs off that work from those people alone yeah uh, if, I, if I, let me ask you a question if i can because i know this question i'm going to get so um yeah. someone will say andy i've, I've heard so and so i've heard about you or, or someone so has done this how quickly am I going to get to where they are? Or how quickly? And of course, it's different for every every niche, every marketplace, pre-positioning. Or what, yeah. what so many variables involved is, is, is huge. And there's many different strategies that you'll use. So you might use um, an authority marketing. You might use a direct lead generation strategy. You might use webinars, except there's so many things you could do. But if you take a step back, Keith, and look at um, how things are now. So you've got a process to bring in the clients, process to bring in the candidates, and you've got your account managers, yes? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And you've got this running right now. If you... Yeah. Look at the, the the business as it stands today, and you look yeah. at where you were before. And so, you know, yeah. as you said, when you start to take it seriously, so hopefully everyone on the call now is taking it seriously. If you're given one piece of advice to get from, right, uh, this is game on now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. If you're given one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Um, as in doing this model, Andy, do you mean? Well, it could right, either model. Well, the model, yeah. model we've probably covered in previous sessions. Um, right. We've covered it in previous sessions. But you know, as you said yourself, spring last year, you went, yep, yeah, it's, it's game time now. I'm going to do yeah. this. What, what, is, what changed, Keith, for you to go from where you were then to, yeah. to now? What okay. changed? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've, been, I've been asked this by, by a few people, not just um, you know, regarding this, but you know, I, do, I have met with a couple of people um, outside of, Outside of work, that's what, what you're doing with humanomics, and what, why did you change? Do you know what? I, th- I think for me, it was knowing why I wanted to do it. Um, it wasn't just doing it because it sounded good. 
you know, the ideal that, you know, and I, I've already got in my mind's eye that what I'll do at the end of this session is I'm going to send you a photo and I think um, I'll put it on the chat box <laughs> and you can all look at it and you'll, you can make your, your minds up whether that's the right way forward or not. We'll see. Um, but for me, it was about, you know, genuinely knowing that that's what I wanted to do. And so, so if there's one piece of advice, know why you're doing this. Um, and for me, it's, it's really crystal clear is to not be doing it in five years. That, that is why I'm doing it. Um, and I've therefore got to get on whatever vehicle it is to make sure that that's actually going to work in the, in the right time frame. And, and on that vehicle, there are going to be many steps along that road that you're going to have to take, and there'll be a bumpy road many times, and hopefully sometimes you'll be, you'll be sailing downhill. But, but at the moment, we're on that road. And so doing these systems and making it automated and making it then handed over to people that are going to do it for you, once it's tested and it's been tweaked and it's tested again, that to me is the roadmap for it. Um, so it's not, you know, I think I mentioned this right at the very beginning of Inner Circle when I found it respectfully, and I'm sure some people are, quite overwhelming. You know, you, you, you have these brilliant, brilliant systems, Andy, and it was like, shit, I've got to do, you know, 20 systems here. I've got to do all these pillars. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I'm struggling. And what dawned on me is you don't have to do all the pillars. Respectfully, if you get all the pillars done in a couple of years, then you are going to make a fortune. But we've done this now off maybe two or three pillars, and it's working. Um, so what's changed from where we were to where we are now is that not worrying a little bit about where we were as to will this work, can I afford to lose the old model where I was an expert to actually now a completely brand new model that, that I'm a complete novice in to now, um, I can you know I can go to the pub this afternoon knowing full well that at the end of this week we'll probably do a deal because the systems are in place and that's what's changed, knowing why I'm doing it and make sure the roadmap is clear for me to, to, to move forward. So knowing that the reason why, so we, we all read our books on entrepreneurship, and I'm sure we all do. That's a key, key staple, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then having then implementing. Now, I know there's a question that's probably going through lots of people's heads because it's um, whether live or watching this in the future. Byron sent me uh, a message saying, Andy, I've done this. It's, it's not worked. It's okay. Um, let me see the, the, the figures. So in the WRWR conversion boost, there's only nine points of failure or success. If that's the strategy you're going to use, if we can scale it, we're going to find that really quickly by looking at the, the metrics. So let's look at Byron's um, metrics. Okay, so it looks like we've got a problem. Delivery's happening, open's happening, but we're not getting the, the right response. Okay, we need to change templates. Byron, we're not using the templates. Okay, anyway, fast forward two or three versions of this. Still didn't use the templates. Anyway, use templates, tweaked it two or three times, tweaked it again. We've got 12 clients. Bam. So it's like, awesome. So that's a strategy we can scale with, with, with Byron. We can use that strategy. Whereas someone else, for example, it might be a, a content strategy might be the key driver for them. It's going to get them the, the initial traction and then, then the scale. Question for you, Keith, is this. For those people going through the – because most recruiters have got a um, – and we're all the same, myself included. We've, in, in, well, the world now, we've got a, a immediate satiation. I need it right now or, or it's, it's not on. You know, we, you know yeah. we, go, we go on to YouTube and we see, a, a, well, I'm not watching that for five seconds, next video. If, right. if we look at what we're doing here, so we know that we run a strategy and then we need to test it and then we get a conversion figure. Then we tweak it, run it again, get a conversion figure, run it again. It might take three, four cycles and then we can yeah. make a decision. We can scale this or do you know what? We need to move on to another strategy. At that point, going through that cycle of um, run it, tweak it, run it, tweak it, run it, tweak it. How did, yeah. you, how did you mentally deal with that, coming from a recruitment uh, model of um, phone call, bang, you know, and yes, no, straight away? How did you get your mindset from the old ways into thinking, right, I know this is smarter, I need to deal with, with what's going on in my head and just being a bit more 
by having a bit more forethought. How did you deal with that? Because that's a key, I think that's one of the key challenges that it, most recruiters yeah, have. It, it was, and I think it was, Andy. And, and I think this is where I said, you know, we've touched on it before, and, and it's been mentioned a couple of times now. You've got to take this seriously. Um, you know, the, the, when we talk about the three pillars, you know, that the expert inbound uh, recruitment to many. Um, that that's got this romantic idea that you can, you know, like I've tried to show that you can do it. In fact, is that you go on a deck chair, you know, in the South Asia Pacific and uh, um, Southeast Asia, sorry, and, um, and and do it from a deck chair looking at the sea. Well, you can do that, but you still got to do it. Um, and and that's the point. So having the romantic idea of we can do this uh, remotely versus are you actually going to do it? You still got got to work this. You still got to work this to that level. Um, and that, I think, was the mindset that I had to, I had to change. Um, you know, I was looking for the easy option. And it sounds like on paper it's an easy option, this. But it is. It's, well, it's not an easy option. It's a more enjoyable option. Um, and I think that's the difference. So if you're going to have a recruitment model that's down this route, at least be sure you want to do recruitment and down this route. And if you are, then this is probably the best enjoyable way of doing it because you can – you can spend more time, as you say, on the business, doing the things that you wanted to do and dream about the things you wanted to dream about, whilst knowing that this in the background is working. So that, that's where my mindset shifted, knowing that it was going to be a much more enjoyable journey, but having still remembered that you have to still work at it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's almost like this model, isn't it? It's, if we think about how it was going on, it's, we've got some testing, testing, then it's going to spike. And yeah. that's what's going to happen. You know, we've got to go get our heads through this bit here. Right, it's not working straight away. Well, sometimes it does work straight away. But we need to get through this. Right, we need to test. We need to tweak. When you went through that bit there and you're, yeah. you're going through the, well, I've run it two, three times. It's not converting. I'm not converting how I want to do it. Or this VA's gone missing. Or you, you're going through that yeah. hole. How did, you yeah. get through, how did you break through that wall and move from whatever? How did you break through the wall and just continue? How did you, yeah. how did you do well, that? Well, well, from my perspective, Andy, that's not necessarily a recruitment uh, question or indeed a um, this model question. This is to just do how you deal with things. Um, from my perspective, it's, it, if it's not working, it, th- th- there are usually some pain points in there that are where it's, where it's breaking down. Um, but I have to say, when I started doing the, the RR campaign, I, I've not got a hard luck story here. This, it worked for me straight away. Um, you know, within the first week, we were getting clients. On the first week, we were getting candidate responses that were ridiculously high. Um, so I didn't really feel the pain points there so much. But also, but fairness a, to you, just give some context, Keith, fairness yeah. to you, just give some context around that. You also, yeah. I remember vividly, I remember where I was speaking to you, um, we, yeah. we mapped out three data sources, didn't we? And at that time, yeah. you got your head in the game, and it wasn't a case of you just got lucky. You, you, you took the whole, because first part, oh, the first part of the process is identifying who the client's candidates are. I remember you and I spoke about the three data sources you were going to use, and, you, and yeah. you took it seriously. So it wasn't a case of you got lucky. You actually, you, you had enough volume there to, to, and, you, and you took it seriously. Um, yeah, that's the point. Uh, when I say got lucky, got lucky with once we'd actually <laughs> got to the point where we were using the, the right amount of data and yeah. consistently. Yeah. That was a key factor because, it, you know, I've heard some people mention in um, the sessions that they've only done, respectfully, maybe 50 um, in a double R campaign, both to candidate and or client. Um, you know that's not going to work. <laughs> it's just it's just not enough. No. Um, there is you know when you're doing the old model, you know you got your consultants to make you know bang the phones, do hundred calls a day. Well, you should be at least sending out a hundred of something a day. 
And if yeah. that's got to be candidates, then do that. If it's the client's fine. Um, I'm quite strict with my VA on the amount of LinkedIn, by the way. I, I know some people have difficulties with um, LinkedIn being a pain in the ass. Um, it is a pain, and it'll always be a pain. But, but if you use it right, I think LinkedIn, LinkedIn for now can be an okay tool. Um, but like I do every single month, I get all my information off LinkedIn, and I, and I keep it in my own folders, like someone mentioned last week or the week before. Um, so, you know, when LinkedIn messes up, make sure you've got all your data off them. Um, so, sorry, going back to the... Um, then, uh, sorry, I've lost track. We were talking about, and did you remind me again before I went off on one then? We were discussing how we're taking a step back about double R, double R, and how the, the, well, you said you got lucky and you didn't get lucky. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the getting lucky bit was once we'd actually taken it serious, as you said, and got to yeah. the point where we had the, the numbers going through the process. So, you, you've got to be consistent, not only in that they are doing it on a daily basis, because why, why not? Because you can, because you can set it up on well, quick mail anyway. You can set it up on a daily basis, um, but you've got to have a certain amount of numbers going through that process. Um, we only have fifty clients a day. It goes to, and it goes to a uh, hundred candidates a day. That that that's what we do now. Yeah, it, it was say it was the numbers and the consistency where you. So we want to make it really clear. Don't people thinking, uh, right? It was, it's a case of just. You actually did do the, the work, Keith. Remember, we spoke about it around the whole data side of things. Um, yeah. Let's do this. So from the client side and the candidate yeah. side, we've got um, a process that goes to the account managers. From the, the VA side, they've got yeah. one using LinkedIn, one using RRR, and we've got um, data sources coming in. What's interesting, yeah. we've, we've referenced nothing here to do with authority. And then someone else, for example, um, for example, I mentioned Andy Bourne earlier. Andy's ran his very first podcast interview and has picked up a client. So different, yeah. different strategies, different people, but that comes out of the audit. We're sending out about 1,000 a month connection requests, but it's working out we're getting about 650 actual acceptances. That's awesome. I know, that, um, yeah. I know, yeah, I think. I know there's other guys in the group who are doing crazy, crazy figures in terms of um, – but that's really, really good as well. That's almost two-thirds. Yeah, yeah it's, um, not, it's not bad. I mean, I've just done figures and checked what it's been being like on average, and it's about 650 a month we're getting off that 1,000. Um, and then that's nurtured through double R. Awesome. Awesome. What I'm going to do is, if I can, because I, I want to ask, we've got a few more questions yet, if we may, um, because we've not, we've not got into the, the thing that actually drove this, this session today, which is you actually go in abroad for two months and, and work yeah, on the beach. <laughs> so, um, so what I'm going to do, if I can, do your account managers maintain LinkedIn profiles that they're working for, for your company? They do, yeah. They, yep. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, if you go to Humanomics, you'll see, then you can see the people's accounts. It's pretty much the same copied and based LinkedIn profile. Anyone does their LinkedIn sets up the way that you, you know, you've shown us, um, it's the same format. There's, there's nothing different there, same template. Yeah, we, well, we've got five, six templates we use. One, yours is one of them. I think Kerry did an awesome one last week, which is pretty much a spit. Um, right. You made a, uh, an announcement as such. I'm going away for a couple of months. I'm going to work from the beach. And I was, <laughs> well, like, uh, <laughs> and I, and I was like, wow, uh, brilliant. I love the fact that Keith's going to go and now have a, couple of months yeah. away and work, work from the beach and then I got a message from you and I can't remember what means it was whether it's something um, through email whether it is on Facebook I got a message from you saying we've just had this something happen was it December Did you have a good December um, yeah we did. Well, good quarter last quarter was that you know everything was turned on from last summer with a view to getting away for three months at the end of the year um, and so from those systems all being fully actioned and working and doing what we're supposed to do, um, we had the best quarter we've had. 
So we had a so, we had a process in summer. We we got the systems running and set up, yeah. and then what followed? Ninety days later, you had your best quarter. We did, yeah. So for uh, October, November, December was our best um, quarter to date for humanomics, um, wow. and that allowed us not only money to pay for all the costs for December, January, February, and March, but then also afford us to actually be three months in, um, well, based out of Thailand, but traveling Thailand and Vietnam. So is that the best 90 days, well, the best quarter you've had while it was a bricks and mortar business and remote business? Yeah. So yeah, best, best ever full stop? Yeah, full awesome. stop. So yeah. guys, one thing I want you to just know there, um, if, just look at what Keith's done. One, system set up. So he's not focusing on, right, I want it, well, although these good things are happening, it's systems up, running, systemized. So I'm making sure it works, making sure yeah. it's um, running without me. And then 90 days later, Best quarter. I didn't realize it's best quarter ever in the business, Keith, which is great. Yeah, yeah, um, it was. And I love that mindset. Trevor, Trevor Runner post, um, posted something last week, and he spent so long, you know, well, I said so long, a couple of months, just focusing purely on systemizing, automating one side of the business, so he never has to touch right. it again. And it's like he, once it's done, that's it. I'll never have to look at this part of the business again. That's where the scale comes from. And what's interesting here, you've, you know, this quarter in summer, you've got the systems up, and then quarter two best quarter ever so um that's amazing i, I didn't realize it's best ever let's do this let's yeah. let's do this then so i got a message from you saying you're you're going to thailand or december i think my post in the facebook group yeah and then you went in well, beginning of december wasn't it it was mid-december december the 10th or okay. we flew to bangkok yeah december so you went to thailand and vietnam yep yep so and we've been like five or six holidays within that, traveled around and different, you know, that's, people probably know that area, just go and see the islands and all the different things around there. It's amazing. Okay. I, I want to do, if I may, um, I want to do three things. One is understand what the best was. Two, right. what did you actually do while you were away? I mean, socially yeah. and also in terms of in the business. Yeah. And three, what you, let me just do it this way. Yeah. And three, what was the biggest lesson that you got from that? Because I know that you said, oh, maybe it was, we had a bit too long away. You know, maybe yeah. uh, we, it wasn't quite as systemized as it should have been. We'll come to it in a second. So in terms of that being the, the best quarter ever in the business, what, 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 what does that mean? Um, how many, I don't need to go through figures. Just keep it confidential. Yeah. But, but in terms of um, account managers, uh, just give us an overview of what, that, what it was. Yeah, okay. So for, of the, uh, at the time, five account managers um, – Three of them were doing deals, so we we'd got them to actually do deals, which was which is the, the main point of, of the uh, back in the last year. The goal at the end of last year was that everyone was doing a deal a month. That was the goal. We didn't hit that, um, but we had that three people were doing deals per month, which was which was perfect. So that that was one thing that was mad. Um, we talked about this before many times. Getting paid, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's great to have the systems out there. It's great to have all this stuff coming in. Loads of clients, loads of candidates. Um, but you've also got to get paid. And um, for me, there was a slight hiccup midsummer where we, we had a few, well, three companies in particular who, who just didn't pay. And typical recruitment woes, we just had to go back to basics to start getting some money back in. The temptation there is to go back to the old model because you think, shit, I've got to do this work now to get paid. I think that's a mistake. I think you've got to suffer it and, 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 and plow through. Um, so that was the first thing. And, and the, the, the the, th- the third thing, really, about what was best, it was it was part of the strategy. It was it wasn't just a oh this will be a good idea. It was actually something that we 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 aimed for uh, beginning of, of the summer. 
we'd set a target that we're going to aim for it, we're going to do this. Um, and so it's a strategic move for, for the humanomics, not only to be able to show that we could have a remote business, but I thought, you know, why not do it from a different side of the planet? And if I can get this to work from a different side of the planet in a completely different time zone, then this is now, respectfully, a, 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 a remote business. I think we talked before, Andy, about um, it's one thing to say that it's work, that it works, uh, sorry, that it's working. You know, the systems are working. But I think once you've got six months under your belt, you can honestly say it actually works. And doing it from a different time zone and a different side of the planet that to me was going to be proof that it actually works, not just that it's working. Yeah, I remember, um, I remember when you said you you're going yeah. away for those two months, and uh, you know I, you know, I want to be I want to be um, happy and delighted for you. And inter- yeah. inter- internally, I was saying to myself, um, well, the, the there's going to be a few uh, a few holes exposed now. That's just life; it's going to happen. Um, Absolutely, it's, it's going to happen. That's what we what we should do. You know, as you know, as we as we grow, there's a few holes are going to happen. Um, but they say when I got that message. For, about you that month I was like, oh, absolutely buzzing for that but what's again what's keys and say it again for the third time it's actually like preparation summer you've got the actual reward the next 90 days which is you know we worked to 90 day sprints in the inner circle but i love the fact that yeah. that's what happened there keith yeah, um, absolutely. so when you're away yeah uh, just give us if you can a just you know we don't have to um dramatize this no i don't want to know about all about your lady boy stories and all this stuff keith you know you keep that to yourself <laughs> i'm only joking but, my wife. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but in terms of what you did on on a daily basis what what did your day look like in terms of um what, what you were doing you know in terms of checking on the ipad for work well, or what, what enough, i mean this, this is where you know we talked about strict calendar both in doing your tasks and your, and your days off and, um, you know, this was a kind of a busman's holiday. So the idea was, I say, to get the, the, the business working from a beach. That, that was it. That was the actual title of what we're trying to do. So if you, when you talk about a day-to-day uh, work, it kind of wasn't, you know. It was, that, that, was the, that was the struggle that I found. So I was having, I was having to really be strict on, am I going to check in today or am I not? Yeah. Um, and that, that certainly, I thought, was a, was, a, was a problem. So when you're going back to taking it seriously, I think this is where the strict calendar comes in. So what we were doing there is I was loosely, in a laissez-faire approach, just checking in daily with what emails are coming through. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, respectfully, uh, think if it's a priority, then dealing with it and sending it out to the account manager or, um, or not dealing with it and just saying, well, I'll wait till I get back. It's not important. Um, but I must say to people that at that time, I'd kind of turned off a lot of the stuff. Um, so the Double R campaigns, for example, um, January anyway, I, I just said, look, I'm not, I'm not doing it. We're just going to stay stop now because we've got so much going on. We might as well just, just enjoy the holiday. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And so that's got to be, you know, be aware of that, that's all. So when you, when you were away then, you, your account managers dealt with the roles they had and the candidates they had. Your VAs were still yeah. working day to day. And yes. you just checked the emails, and if need be, you jumped in. Was that the simplicity of it? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It was obviously an urgent thing, which you know what I should describe as urgent from my perspective would be an you know an interview request, that perfect candidate, or or an offer. Um, once we got to the point where this has to be dealt with, you know, because it's business, it's money, um, then that would be dealt with. But the, 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 the that's the only thing that that really did cause me to actually do work while we were away, which is brilliant. So the rest of it, as I said before. We'd already passed on to it to the account managers and the, the VAs. So that for you, in your, I know you mentioned end of 2018, but I think it's something you can bring a lot tighter than that, Keith. I could your, do, yeah. I could your, do. I, I, do you know what? It's me being, um, 
ridiculously overcautious on this scenario yeah. because you know, and I'm I'm thinking if I can get these, I know what I'm like. I know by the end of this year I will have pretty much that stuff in place. Um, but but my proof in the pudding would be that if I get to mid 2018 and it's been working for six months without pretty much me in the business uh, or on the business, more out of the business, then it, it again I can say it works. Not it's working. Well, I think well, I think for you that that's um one is the the physical running of you know the lead gen etc get that out of your stroke your wife's hands but the second yeah. one is what you're doing is actually get that out of your your hands also um i know yeah. that we've got that that thing haven't we but you could get a virtual recruiter and you could get someone who is within 50 mile radius so you can meet on a weekly basis um, yeah. and you can systemize what you're doing what you're physically doing now um i think 2018 is i think you could bring that into end of this year but if not well it's not before that well do but but there is a reason why I'm hesitant <laughs> this year, and it's a positive one. Um, we've we've agreed, uh, my wife and I are going to now spend uh, June, July, August in Europe. Um, so we're going to probably live in uh, either Barcelona or the Amalfi Coast and just do it from a our time zone, so to speak. But doing this again from a beach for the next three months. So <laughs> we're <laughs> nice. We're, kind of, we're working now to make sure that uh, June, July, August is going to be, as I say, that sat in Europe doing this from the iPad again. So where are you um, going? We're going to be, well, based out of Barcelona, but, uh, yep. but I also love the Malfi Coast, so we're probably going to flip between the two. So um, you're going to be, you have two, two bases, and you're not going to travel around multiple cities, be two main bases. I don't know what we're like, we'll travel all over the place once we're there, but that'll be the base, yeah. Oh, um, nice. I mean, the goal, you know, if you're taking this to the romantic dream, the, the idea is by the 2018 that we've, we're in situ in Barcelona, that's where I want to live. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I didn't know you that's, didn't know you, would, you had that intention, Keith. But um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the main goal. Um, I, thought, I thought you were announce you got a baby on the way, then, Keith. <laughs> no, no. If I have, I I'm, I'm baby enough for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also as well, Andy, during this this summer, um, what well, I've told you before, I think I'll just repeat myself anyway. Um, you know, the, the brand is humanomics. That's what we currently are. Yeah. Um, but we're going to make that the, the the landing page now. So we're going to have Humanomics uh, Digital, which is currently what we do. So that's going to be a different uh, website, but we're going to be Humanomics Digital. In the landing page, there's also going to be, which we've already started on, uh, Superhumanomics, which we've bought all the domains for. Um, Superhumanomics is going to be all the six-figure income plus guys. Um, and we've also got all the domains for uh, Humanomics FinTech for financial technology. Um, so we... we, we the goal is, is two things, to get this other two brands up and running this year as well. And also, which we don't have yet, we don't have a contract business. Um, so we need to get a contract business by the end of this year. And I, and I think that's when, as you say, we can then tighten up on the, the goals for 2018. Nice. So did you say so you have a senior business, uh, a digital yeah. side? Was there a third yeah. as well, Keith? Yeah, uh, financial technology, fintech. Fintech, yeah, and then also yeah. a, a, a contract side. And contracts, yeah, so that, so there'll be an undercurrent of, of starting a contract. Because all the business I've done so far has been permanent, and um, I think to get to the point where, you know, th- th- this will be in earnest the second full year of doing these systems, and as I said, I want to be out of this by, by five years, and I think unless we get a contract business, I don't think that's going to be really possible. Nice, okay. So... So you, you had your best month from the beach. Yeah. Your, your day then was pretty cool, pretty laid, laid back. You checked on emails, and if it is urgent, you dealt with it. We've identified that's something you can fix moving forward. Intention then is to 
well, to be a European globetrotter, well, European trotter as such, <laughs> um, for, yeah. for um, three months of the summer. In, in terms of when you were away then, you, yeah. you, um, you went away and you, were, you had obviously loads of good times and you checked in on a daily basis. What was the key, the key lesson that you, you took? Not from the whole remote yeah. thing. I'm going to ask you a few questions about that in a second for me, but specifically sure. about you being away the other side of the world. What, what was the key lesson that you got from that? Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing there was recognizing that we don't work that market. So that was really just me to just, you know, really kind of being stubborn more than anything else. Just that the attitude, if I can do it from a different time zone and a different location around the planet, then this works. Yeah. The reality and the lesson that I learned was I can't really do London and uh, the UK market from, you know, Southeast Asia. Yeah. So that was just a physical thing. Hence why this summer we're going to do it in Europe where we're on the same kind of time zone, at least anyway. Got it. Um, that, 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 that was perhaps the biggest lesson. Um, the, the, the second part of that was um, don't turn it off. You know, I turned it off because I thought, well, I wanted a holiday. Well, the reality is I didn't need to turn anything off. I could have kept everything, all systems still up and running um, and hand over that to whoever needs to do it. So the two lessons were you don't need to be in a different part of the world just to do your own market um, to prove a point. And secondly, um, keep it going because why, why not? It, it, it works behind, you know, while you're asleep, as you say. Absolutely. So if you can, so if we break down really what we're doing, well, in terms of your model, there's three steps in there. One is we're trapped using double R, double R. Number yeah. two, we're converting, so we've got the account managers. And number three, we're delivering, which again is the account managers. So if yeah. you can if you can fill one, two, and three, absolutely right. Then, then why turn it off? Why turn it um, off, exactly. Um, but yeah. for example, though, if, if, you, if you couldn't deliver the candidates, then you're absolutely right. You may, you may want to pause it for a bit, because all that's going to do, well, may well, may well cause problems, may not, but if you can, de- yeah, if, if, if you can deliver the three steps for your model, track, convert, and deliver, then absolutely, let it, let it run. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think this is where, I think I said at the, um, one of the sessions on the chat um, box, uh, maybe about a month ago, six weeks ago, um, it was all about making sure I can get the, changing my attitude with the account managers as well. Um, the way that I've recruited the, the guy this week, for example, um, is all about, uh, he will be targeted. Now, I've said that I want them to have this freedom of not wanting to actually work uh, whenever they don't want to work. But at the same time, I do genuinely want these guys to actually be aiming for a deal a month. Um, and that, that's a mindset shift that I've had to take. So whilst the account managers have got all the freedom in the world, I still want them now to actually be, that they have to kind of aim for doing a deal a month. That, that's going to be part of the remit of joining. Okay, so we, we've got, um, by the way, guys, chat box has gone crazy. I will go through all the questions. Um, we've got a transition here, haven't we? We've got account managers who are, um, well, the luckies are getting the leads, getting the candidates, but they are commission only. And you've now transitioned into giving them specific targets. How did that transition happen? How have you, how have you, how have you yeah, framed, the, that, framed that? You know what? It's, to be selfish about it, it was because by the end of when we got back from Thailand, um, you know, they weren't doing deals a month. And from my perspective, it was like, well, that, that means I've now got to go back to work um, and manage people again for the next few months before we can go away in the summer. Um, well, that, that, that wasn't really part of the plan. Part of the plan was that this would run and in an automated way, both with the account managers, virtual assistants, and so on. And, and I, I took my eye off the ball thinking that would naturally just do that. Um, so what I have learned, as I say, going back to we've said it a few times now, um, taking it seriously and recognizing there is still, you know, this is not the finished article yet. 
yeah. and recognizing that whilst it isn't, we need to make sure that everything is at least doing what it said it will do. Yeah. And that includes the running, make sure things are automated, like to, to your things are handed over to a, a virtual system, make sure the account managers have got some motivation to want to do deals a month. Um, you know, not massive headaches, but they're there to be uh, to checked each week. And, and that transition from commission only into giving them targets, what, what's the targets now then? How's that framed? Yeah, it, it really is as simple as, look, let's get a deal, a deal this, um, this month. So let's take March, for example. Um, what I've done is rather than say, here's the jobs that we've got, that are the live jobs this week, yeah. what I've done is a couple of the account managers said, this, these are your clients only. So I'm going to need CVs. Our interviews placement ratio, by the way, is eight to one. So for every eight permanent candidates we get to interview, we tend to do a deal. Um, so the, the goal is I, I need eight interviews from you. And that normally is about 20 CVs. Yeah. So now we've got the, you know, some metrics on what it needs to do a deal here. Then that, that's kind of what they've left with with March. And, did they uh, buy into that? Was there any resistance? Or were they? No, no, not at all. Um, I think you know, long and short of it, if they can do that in two or three days a week to work or whatever they want to do, split their hours up, um, you know, to earn four or five grand, then, yeah, that, that's the point of doing it. Cool. Okay, so there was not no all did it, by the way. <laughs> not, not, not all of them have done it, but you know that's that's fine. That's another that's another management tool, I suppose. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. But um, that's not happening. Though. Very clear, you know. I've made that very clear. And as I say, the, the, the guy this week has been like, "This this is what what we do, and this is what I'd expect you to do. Apart from that, do it however you want." Let's do this then. Just in, in wrapping up, so. When you've gone through this process, you know, you said yourself there, and the words you used was, you know, there's going to be a bumpy road. There has been a bumpy road, and that's just being an entrepreneur, isn't it? There's, it's always, there's, every corner's got a bumpy road. That's, just, that's why we're business owners, because we've got that internal something that allows us to, to deal with it and thrive off it. In terms of your, your, your journey from right away from you know, shutting down the office and to where you are now, along that yeah. way, there's been multiple frustrations, failures, and other bits and pieces. There's going to be a whole ton more in the future. Indeed. How do how do you deal with it? The reason I'm asking this is because inver- invariably the success factor you see over and over again isn't down to um, understanding of a, a, a tool or a, or a template or a technology or a or strategy. It's down to just keep moving forward. So how yeah, do, how do you deal with that personally? Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not a negative person. I don't dwell on things. I kind of you know if it does. If it doesn't work, I roll my sleeves up and I, and I get on with it again. I, I'm not that kind of person. I guess most people in recruitment are, are motivated. They, they're doing it for a reason. They want to earn some money. It's good, it's good earnings considering the, the work that we do. It's not difficult work. Um, so from my perspective, how I deal with it is I, 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 I go back to the knitting. And, and what I mean by that is um, I stick to the processes. I, I make sure that we have the, 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 the metrics going out each week, each day. Um, I make sure that they're all systems that are on fire. And, and the reality is, um, you know that if you're getting people to interview, you're going to do deals. So how I deal with it is by making sure that you just make sure that all the systems that you're working on are up and running. Um, the, the, the key factor in terms of my own personal motivation, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's motivated differently. So that, that's not going to change anyone's mind and say, well, I'm, I'm going to be motivated like Keith now. But, but from a perspective of what you can alter that is an external factor is get these systems up and running and just have them running. And, and if you are, that there is an inevitability factor there. And that inevitability is that they will give you money. And, and then you scale that accordingly to how much money you want. Nice. Nice. Well, Keith, I'm going to do this. 
Um, it's now been pushing 90 minutes. So what yeah. I'm going to do, guys, is um, for, in, terms of, in terms of you, Keith, if you look at what you, what you do now, so you've got your, your Mondays off, your Fridays off, and you've got your, your Tuesday through the Thursdays. In those yeah. three days, what would you say are the, uh, the key habits that you apply that really, really allow you to run the business remotely? Because it's a completely different gambit from working on site. What are the key habits that, that, you, that you adhere to personally which allow you to, well, to, to, to keep growing as you do? Yeah, absolutely, Andy, and, and there are habits that I've adopted now over, the, over those times, and um, it, it's simple things. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier, but it really is worth mentioning. I've got a very strict calendar now. Um, these things that, you know, that, that it comes up, I get my alerts, it tells me what I should be doing. So from, from, from a habit perspective, the calendar is programmed to, to give, show me my habits. So it's not just that I, I do them naturally. I've actually got the, someone telling me, and it happens to be an, an iMac calendar. Um, that, that's key, both as I said, both calendar for the um, for the tasks you've got to do each day, and also for the, for the days off to make sure that you, you're doing it. Um, but if it, but if we go away from, I suppose, other habits that are secondary to that, um, I don't I don't work before ten o'clock. You know, I wake up. I don't have an alarm clock anymore. I wake up when I want to wake up, and it usually is when daylight occurs. So there's, there's other nice personal habits that have come as part of having this way of a model. Um, you know that, that I mean the, the people up there that I you know no respect to that model of having an office and large teams and so on, but the idea of getting on a, a commuter belt and going into work now and, and commuting that just God that fills me with dread. Mm-hmm. Um, so the habit I if anything is I'm never going to do that again, um, and and that that's allowed me to to have the freedom that we've now got, and um, I can't tell you how much happiness that that freedom brings. It's incredible. Love it. So really, it's your your calendar is king, isn't it? I um, really. I actually had um, Chantal gave me a uh, a screenshot that you shared in one of the ninety day sprints. Well, it might, might have been uh, posted Monday, and it was your is your scrum board, and you'd planned out the entire month. I remember you shared it with me, and Chantal yeah. we shared it earlier today, and you had the AM PM planned out for the entire week. And what's yeah. interesting, it's not um, it's no coincidence that you you're doing you're getting the productivity you're getting. And you're planning what you're planning, and then Absolutely. maybe someone else will will go into the week and with the greatest of intentions, but then the week will just transcend into whatever's going to come. But then three yeah. months later, we we're in a we're in a place of we're doing the same things three months later. And as we say, each night day sprint, we want to get a uh, strategy activated, calibrated, and get it accelerated, i.e., not on our plate. So I don't think it's um, a coincidence that you're it's running and it's running, and you've been on the beach, but you also plan. So guys. Big lesson there from Keith. Can I, can I say, Andy? I mean, no ninety-day sprint for everyone is, is is key, and I think it's really part of the intrinsically what these strategies are. Um, but the one for me that is, you mentioned it just then that works brilliantly is the thirty-day sprint. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you're just giving yourself the actual, what are you doing today on what of the, what of your main three or four major points you want to achieve this month, and. Yeah, you want to do, you know, it'd be great to do 12 pillars in one month, but it's just it's just not physically possible. So have your three or four main points and, and do them. And then you've got to have someone telling you, i.e. a calendar, telling you, you it's now 2 o'clock, you should be doing this, then just do it. Um, but when you've stuck to it at the end of the month and you've got those three or four things in place, which we, we've now got seven or eight things in place, it's unbelievable. The freedom that comes with that, because you know it's going to happen in the background without any, any extra work. Um, that, that's that's massive um so i would i would strongly suggest that 30 day sprint thing i think that one is just just a, a no-brainer if you're not doing it you, you're insane 
Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And it's, again, it's the fact that you actually you, you do it and um, and you actually plan out in, in advance. It's not just a uh, what's the word? It's just not a nicety. You actually implement with it, which is which is great to see. Yeah. So, Keith, listen, it's been ninety minutes. Thank you so much for taking the time again. Um, no worries. Thanks for sharing your story about what's happening now, what's and all. You know what's what's worked, what's not worked. Um, yeah. It's been really, really interesting. I didn't realize it was the, um, the month was that, was that good a month, but um, it's going to be really interesting to see what you do when you get to, to Barcelona and what happens yeah, in the summer. So, well, I've got this, um, I'm going to post this photo onto the chat box. You can share it if you want. It's your call. It's actually, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not offensive. Well, I hope not. Um, it's actually a photograph of my wife. Um, we were on the island of Koh Chang in Thailand, and I took that photograph just after I did one of the interviews on an iPad facing that sunset, um, which a deal that we did at the beginning of March was about 20 grand on sterling. Um, and if that doesn't motivate, motivate anyone, if they want to do a remote model, um, then I, then you don't want a remote model. It's as simple as that. So that, that photo sums it up, because that, that photo was when I did the interview for the actual deal we did at the beginning of March. <laughs> Oh, Keith, awesome. Keith, again, listen, I'm going to quickly check the chat box. There's lots of love for you. Lots of love for you. Insights around calendar. Um, system. Everyone says it, and, you know, we've said it before, so, as they say, we'll say it again. Um, you know, any questions, put it in the, in the, chat, in the uh, Facebook uh, group. Um, I'll happily help or advise or avoid <laughs> whatever is necessary. Awesome stuff. Keith, thank you so much for doing that. Top man. Oh, High five. You. Boom. Are you coming to London? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll see you then, mate. Excellent. Bring the speedos. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. Good. Good stuff, Keith. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. There's Keith. Outstanding. Love that with Keith. So Keith shared his full remote story from start to finish. Well, say finish, start to where we are today um, with intentions to, to, to double and set up, ult- well, was it three, effectively three new new companies underneath that. Thanks again, Keith. Top man. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.